You're listening to the Kirk and Tillich Herald, a Cune Review recording service podcast, brought to you by our team of volunteers currently recording from their homes across Scotland. Whether you're listening via the BWBF online players, the telephone app, or our brand new Alexa skill, please phone us on 0141 772 3976 to feedback on what you want us to provide and improve upon. Please also join your family and friends in being our audio ambassadors and share our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram all at QNReview. That's at symbol C-U-E-A-N-D-R-E-V-I-E-W. This week's Kirk and Talk in Bishop Briggs Herald, date Wednesday the 15th of June 2022, is brought to you by Corey, Alan, Georgina and myself, Ian who is your local hero? Voting opens for community champions who go the extra mile. Spotlight on our high street heroes by Liz Gallagher. People across Eastern Bartonshire have been urged to shine a spotlight on the community champions, making the area a better place to live. Nominations have opened for the 2022 Scotland Loves Local Awards, which will see heroics on the high street rewarded, along with efforts to tackle climate change locally. Artistic flair, work to create new town centres, homes, encourage enterprise, make streets more attractive and digital innovation will also be recognised. Organised by Scotland's Towns Partnership, STP, the awards celebrate all that's great about local towns and neighbourhoods and tireless work taking place to secure a stronger future in them. STP Chief Officer Phil Prentice said, whether through innovation or sheer determination, people in groups across Eastern Bartonshire are working relentlessly to improve lives. Some are taking amazing action to make their communities more attractive. Others are creating jobs and leading the charge towards net zero. The Scotland Laws Local Awards are a chance to recognise and thank them. We need you to tell us about the inspiring people and projects whose dedication and innovation is making a real difference to where you live. Scotland Loves Local, spearheaded by STP with the support of the Scottish Government, is a campaign encouraging everyone to strengthen their community by supporting the businesses and people around them. Community Wealth Minister Tom Arthur said, These awards recognise those who are doing vital work to revitalise town centres and support local businesses and communities across Scotland. That is why the Scottish Government is supporting the Scotland Loves Local programme to help people live well locally and boost town centres. These awards are inspiring examples, showcasing the wonderful work undertaken. The the award categories are High Street Hero, an individual organisation making an exceptional difference in the community, Climate and Net Zero Towns, Creative Town, Streets and Spaces, Digital digital Town, Town Centre Living and Enterprising Community. Nominations can be made at www.lovelocal.scot slash awards. The closing date for nominations is 5pm on Friday, September the 2nd. And that piece was by Liz Gallagher. This Week in History June 15th, 1945 Family allowance payments were introduced in Britain, 5 shillings, 25p, a week for the second child and subsequent children, 
but no payment for the firstborn. On this day last year, the Queen held a rare face-to-face audience at Windsor Castle. She met the Australian Prime Minister, who told her she was quite the hit at the G7 summit. June 16th, 1958, the notorious yellow no-waiting lines were introduced to British streets. June 17th, 1929, Hitchcock's Blackmail was premiered in London. The first reel was shot before the studio was equipped for sound. June 18, 1963, Henry Cooper floored Cassius Clay, later Muhammad Ali, in round four at Wembley Stadium, but by the fifth, with Cooper badly cut, the fight was stopped. On this day last year, the Duchess of Cambridge launched her own Centre for Early Childhood in a landmark step aimed at signalling her lifelong commitment to transforming society. June 19, 1967, the Monterey Pop Festival attracted thousands of hippies to watch stars including Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, Janis Joplin and The Who. June 20th, 1960 Nan Winton became the first woman to read the national news on BBC television. On this day last year, a stroke victim who collapsed in a Mayfair street reconnected with the guardian angel who saved his life. Plagued by Pigeon Mess by Liz Gallagher. Tenants at Burns Court in Kirkintillic have been plagued by pigeons which they say have become a health hazard. Now Eastern Bartonshire Council has promised a full survey of the block of flats affected in an attempt to clean up the problem. One local woman told the Kirkintillic Herald the amount of pigeon droppings at the entrance to her close has become so bad that she feared for the health of her children. She added, quote, I spoke to one of the council's housing officers around February this year. I was told that the situation with regard to the pigeons was in hand, but neither a timescale nor what might be the solution to the problem was offered. The entrance to the flats is like a river of droppings. It's so wide you can't step over it and it's so dense you can't tiptoe through it. We have to contend with this every day. I'm horrified for our health, particularly for the health of the children. She said that after the flats were upgraded some time ago, ledges were put in place on the roof space. This is where the pigeons roost, and their droppings come straight down onto the entranceway. There are so many pigeons. End quote. As well as health concerns over the amount of pigeon mess, there has been the added problem of a number of dead birds lying around. The local woman said, quote, One of the dead pigeons actually became trapped in one of the new solar panels. End quote. Another neighbour agreed and described the mess as appalling. The Herald contacted Eastern Bartonshire Council after tenants got in touch with the paper. Anne Davy, Deputy Chief Executive, said, quote, Anti-bird spikes and netting have been fitted at Burns Court twice in the past, but unfortunately on both occasions the pigeons have moved to a different area of the block. We are now in the process of commissioning a full survey of the block, to try to identify all the issues in order to rectify them. The Council will continue to monitor the situation from an environmental health perspective and will take action if it is deemed appropriate. End quote. Article by Liz Gallagher Let there be light. Lights could be installed in Rob Royston Park after a councillor called for safety to be improved in the high-risk area. Councillor Audrey Dempsey, Labour, said a well-used route through the park from Rockfield Rose to Asda is extremely dark 
and that's where their funding could be used to tackle the issue. She said lighting could also encourage people to reduce their car use. Members of the Springburn slash Road Royston Area Partnership met yesterday to discuss how they plan to use their 81,800 share of a £1.5 million park fund, which was included in the Council's budget for this year. They also considered how to spend £1 million allocated to the ward for repairs and improvements to neighbourhood infrastructure. A council official said that the idea of potentially putting in lighting could be considered under the £1 million infrastructure fund. Tributes paid to former Provost Tributes have been paid to former Provost and Councillor John Dempsey, who passed away recently. Councillor Dempsey was a long-standing Labour councillor, serving the constituents of Campsey and Kirkintillic North for many years. Eastern Barnshire's current Provost, Gillian Renwick, represented the council at Mr Dempsey's funeral on Saturday, June 11th, at St Macken's Church. She said, quote, We were saddened to hear of the death of our former colleague, John Dempsey. He was a well-respected and hard-working councillor here in Eastern Barnshire until his retirement in 2017, and he was proud to serve as provost for the area from 1996 to 2000. Our thoughts are with his family at this difficult time. End quote. Councillor Chief Executive Jerry Corns added, quote, I would like to pass on my condolences to John's family and friends. It was a privilege to work with John at the council, both in his role as provost and as a senior councillor who was very much respected by the community he represented. End quote. Former local MP Tom Clark said his thoughts and prayers were with Mr Dempsey's friends and family. He added, quote, I had the privilege of working with John when I was MP for Milton of Campsey, Twetcher and East Lennox Town. He was a model councillor and an excellent provost. His love for Eastern Barnshire was unlimited. The team of John Dempsey and his beloved brother-in-law, Charles Kennedy, was formidable, and they are both a great loss. End quote. MP, locals hit with unfair costs. Eastern Barnshire residents are paying on average £1,864 a year on energy costs, 31.5% above the level of the energy price cap at the start of 2022. According to local MP Amy Callaghan, out of 408 local authorities across the UK, Eastern Barnshire came out as 18th most expensive. Data from Compare the Market also shows that people across Scotland are paying more on their bills compared to households in England and Wales despite Scotland generating a disproportionate amount of the UK's electricity supply. UK government figures show that Scotland produced 16.6% of the UK's electricity between 2016 and 2020, while only accounting for 8.2% of the total population. Ms Callaghan said, The cost of energy is disproportionately hitting households in eastern Barnshire and across Scotland, despite the fact we are an energy-rich nation. This is a direct result of the UK government's mismanagement of energy and a clear reason why we need full powers over energy devolved to Scotland. My constituents are already paying over 30% more than the price cap at the start of the year, and that cap is expected to rise by a further 46% in October, taking average costs across the UK to £2,879 for each household. In response, the best we've got from the Chancellor is a paltry £400 energy discount for households from October. Clearly, 
that will be wiped out by spiralling energy costs. It's the usual smoke and mirrors from a UK government. Spark of Creativity by Liz Gallagher Local MP Amy Callaghan and Eastern Barnes' new council leader Gordon Lowe visited a local theatre arts group to throw their support behind a project targeting loneliness and isolation. During the visit to Eastern Barnshire-based Creative Spark, the local politicians attended a community drama project at the Fort Theatre in Bishop Briggs in partnership with Certus Advocacy. The short performance involved 16 participants, including members of Empower Eastern Barnshire, who had been invited to take part, and it explored themes of loneliness and isolation through the medium of drama and theatre. The politicians were impressed by the work of Creative Spark, with Miss Callaghan hailing the group as a gem of our community. Involving people in the arts is widely recognised as a powerful way to engage communities, develop talent, change reputations, and to increase the aspirations of local people. Creative Spark, which began in 2015 with 42 students, has gone from strength to strength and now has 140 students that take part in arts classes across three locations in Eastern Bartonshire. Commenting, Amy Callahan, MP, said, quote, Drama and art are great ways to bring people together and to give a platform to local talent. I was so impressed with the performance. Creative Spark really is a gem of our community. Clearly, the last two years have been incredibly difficult for everyone, and lots of people in our community have experienced loneliness and isolation. That's why the recent project is so relevant and will have made a difference to the lives of those involved. End quote. Eastern Barnes's new council leader, Gordon Lowe, added, quote, It's really impressive to see the work Creative Spark and Certus Advocacy carry out within our communities. I very much welcome the opportunities and experience afforded, particularly to young people who have missed out on so much during the pandemic. It's great to see their enthusiasm and congratulations on the results of all the hard work. End quote. Article by Liz Gallagher Roasters brew up support from Builder. Report by Liz Gallagher. A Bishop Briggs social enterprise created for rehabilitation, mentoring and belonging within the local community has been given a welcome funding boost thanks to Calla Homes, West. Glaska Roasters, based in Bishop Briggs, have been awarded a £1,000 grant thanks to the Home Builders Community Bursary Initiative to assist the efforts in the ethical organisation. The social enterprise business, started by James Faddies, a minister of Bishop Briggs Community Church, aims to help change the lives of those in Glasgow and around the world who are on the fringes of society, whether they have been affected by drugs, alcohol or criminality. The funding received from Calla Homes West has helped with the additional equipment for the business to help to train and rehabilitate more people within the local community. It will also go towards helping to keep the roasters running the operational roastery, which has proved to be incredibly popular within the local community. James said, We want to say a big thanks to Cala for choosing us as the recipients for its community bursary. The funding they have given us has been a great help, especially for buying new equipment, so we can continue to help people on their journey to rehabilitation by training them as baristas. The business aims to produce high-quality local artisan roast coffee and trade fairly and directly with coffee cooperatives in Rwanda. Elizabeth Hanlon, 
Sales consultant from Callahomes West said, We are delighted that we have been able to help Glaskar Roasters with this funding. It is brilliant to see such ventures and make such a big impact to people's lives, and we were thrilled to offer a helping hand. The work of Glaskar Roasters is admirable, and we know just how important this fantastic business is to the local area and to the people it helps. For more information on Glaskar Roasters, and to find out how you can help them, visit www.glaskarosters.com. They also have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Roasters. That's Glaska Roasters spelt G-L-E-S-G-A-R-O-A-S-T-E-R-S. Brakes on e-charging by Neil McGrory. Issues with electrical vehicle charging points in Eastern Bartonshire were highlighted at a recent council meeting. Independent councillor Duncan Cumming said that in a report which listed local locations due to have charging points, most were marked, no update. These are Baljaffray, Barleybank Car Park in Kirkintilloch, Bears Den, Mulgay and Westington Stations, Hillhead Community Centre, Kim Your Drive Car Park in Bishop Briggs, Kirkintilloch Leisure Centre, Lone Moss Industrial Estate, McFarlane Road near Kissington Hall in Bears Den, and William Patrick Library. The Bearsden councillor also raised complaints from her residents in his constituency that two charging points had been out of operation for some time. I visited the car park in question and found that the two charging points were covered with black bags, he said. People had expressed frustration that when visited the site they did not know that it was not operational, he added, asking for reassurance that in future people could visit such locations with confidence that Subject to a possibly waiting in a queue, they would be able to charge their vehicles. He said Eastern Bartonshire was not doing terribly well with regard to promoting the use of electric vehicles in the short term. Land Planning Officer Heather Holland said the council's offices officers shared frustration at how long it was taking to establish charging networks, but work continued at her own department and also in legal services. She recommended the electric vehicle owners Use the Charge Place Scotland website for information on availability of charging points. We are continuing to liaise with Charge Place Scotland to ensure faults are reported and resolved as soon as possible, she added. She said that the no update tag on those locations listed in the report indicated that these projects had not been brought forward yet but were listed in the electrical vehicle charging plan which had been approved by the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said, that is certainly the list that officers are working to, but as funding today has been year on year, we brought forward the ones that have had delivery updates. Currently, the council is prioritising the development of its charging network on the basis of providing the best possible geographical spread. Councillor Alan Moir welcomed the report and called for a uniform approach in line with the Glasgow City region. I would not like Eastern Bartonshire to be held back from progressing in this initiative. Locations which did have updated entries were Allender Sports Centre, where eight charging bays are included in construction plans, additional charging points at Bearsden Town Centre, and three rapid charging points which were installed last year at Mugdock Road Car Park, but are not yet operational due to ongoing legal discussions. 
Although it is free to use electric vehicle charging points locally, this is not considered to be sustainable as demand grows, so work is underway to establish a tariff system in line with 18 other local authorities. And that piece was by Neil McGrory. Remembering the Falklands, report by Julie Curry. A series of Falklands veterans struck portraits has been launched to tell their stories as Scotland marks the 40th anniversary of the end of the conflict. Glasgow photographer Wattie Chung worked with Poppy Scotland and Legion Scotland to commemorate the bravery and sacrifice of our armed forces in the 1982 war. The work has been released ahead of a National Remembrance Parade and service in Edinburgh on Saturday, June the 18th. Hundreds of current and former servicemen and women and their families will take part. Veterans and a military band will march from Charlotte Square along George Street on Saturday morning before a service of remembrance and wreathing in St Andrew's Square. Pipers around the world will also join them playing the crags of Tumbledown Mountain in tribute to the Fallen at 11am that morning. The tune was composed by Scottish soldier Pipe Major James Riddle during the final battle on the back of a ration packet. The conflict began on April 2nd 1982 where Argentina invaded the British Overseas Territory in the southwest Atlantic Ocean. Argentina surrendered on June 14th as British forces approached the capital, Stanley. In total, 255 British servicemen, 649 Argentine military personnel and three civilians died, while many more were wounded. As part of the charity's commemorations, Wattie photographed seven veterans across Scotland using a Graphite Super D large format film camera made in the USA in the 1940s. Each one said that the 10 week conflict that impacted the rest of their lives, with many losing close friends and struggling to come to terms with their experiences. Among them is David Cookshanks from Fife, who, at the age of 17, was the youngest Scot to serve in the Falklands with the Royal Navy. He remembers the constant threat of air attacks, accidentally walking through a minefield and losing six crewmates from his ship, HMS Fearless. Former Scots guards Donald MacLeod, 63, Willie Urban, 65 and Graeme Hopewell, 59, also took part. They were involved in the final battle to take Mount Tumbledown on June 13th before the Argentinians surrendered the following day. Graham Walker, 61, Mark Beverstock, 58, and Kevin du- Kenny Duffy, 63, are also featured. What he said, meeting veterans is always humbling. I don't think they see themselves as heroes, but just ordinary men in extraordinary circumstances doing a job they were trained to do. Legion Scotland and Poppy Scotland are organising this weekend's commemorative event in partnership with the Armed Forces and the Scottish Government. Dr Claire Armstrong, Legion Scotland Chief Executive, said These stunning portraits pay tribute to the incredible efforts and resilience of those who served in the Falklands. They encourage us to reflect on the sacrifices they made 40 years ago and remember those who paid the ultimate price. Event to Remember Legion Scotland and Poppy Scotland are organising this weekend's commemorative event in partnership with the Armed Forces and the Scottish Government. Saturday's parade will start at 10am from Charlotte Square, led by the Band of Her Majesty's Royal Marines and the Scots Guard Association Pipes and Drums. The service, read by the Reverend Dr Karen Campbell, 
will follow, be followed by performances by both military bands, Legion Sh- Scotland's sweetheart, Amy Hawthorne, Stuart McLean, Juniper Three, and Ellen Oliver. For more information on the commemorative events programme, visit www.poppyscotland.org.uk slash Falklands40. New £50 heating benefit for locals. Local SNP MSP Rona Mackay has welcomed the planned introduction of the new low-income winter heating assistance benefit to help people in Strathkelvin and Bearsden and across Scotland pay their energy bills. The support is being introduced by the Scottish Government and will guarantee an annual payment of £50 to around 400,000 low-income households from February 2023. It replaces the UK Government's cold weather payments, which were only triggered during a cold spell of seven consecutive days below zero degrees. The new payment from the Scottish Government will provide a reliable, stable, guaranteed payment in winter, no matter the weather. It will be the 13th social security payment introduced by the SNP Scottish Government and will be only available in Scotland. Ms Mackay said, The SNP Scottish Government is providing a guaranteed payment of £50 to low-income households in Strathkelvin and Bearsden to help pay their energy bills every winter, starting in February 2023. Once again, the SNP Scottish Government is stepping up to support households within its limited budget and despite the majority of powers lying with the Tories at Westminster. The Scottish Government's annual £20 million investment will mean households will get an automatic payment. The UK cold weather payments only reached 11,000 households in 2021-22. As the Scottish Government continues to step up and provide support to households across Scotland, it does so with one hand tied behind its back by the UK Tory Government. That is why it is only with full powers of independence can we start to build a fairer, more equal country? Meanwhile, the MSP added that 1,345 children in Eastern Bartonshire have been supported by the Scottish Child Payment since its introduction by the SNP Scottish Government. Some £628,390 has been spent supporting families in Eastern Bartonshire since February 2021. Children across the area are already benefiting from further support after the Scottish Government doubled the payment to £20 per week per child in April and will increase it to further increase it further to £25 by the end of the year. Firms Triumph at Awards Show by Liz Gallagher Two businesses have triumphed at this year's Scottish Retail Food and Drink Awards, also known as SRFDA. Social Enterprise Schoolyard Chilies, based at Townhead in Kirkintillic, and Lenzie Deli Billington's both won silver awards in their respective categories. Schoolyard Chilies clinched the award in the Food Small Producer category for their chocolate chili pretzels and Billington's in the Drink Small Producer category for their Lenzy Gin. They were among over 40 runners-up from all over Scotland, revealed in a celebratory lunch at the Corinthian Club in Glasgow recently. Schoolyard Chilies works with small independent farmers in Ghana and any profits made are reinvested in education which allows children in the West African country to remain in school full-time. The awards are now in their second year and were created to help get more of Scotland's fantastic food and drink products onto more Scottish retail shelves. More than 50 expert judges presided over hundreds of produce over an intense month-long period. Bruce Langlands, the former head of food and drink at both Harrods and Selfridges, 
was on the judging panel. He said, quote, The standards that are being set are quite phenomenal, and Scotland's food and drink sector is clearly in very good hands. End quote. SRFDA Director Helen Lyons said, quote, We are delighted to see the passion and energy in the Scottish retail food and drink sector is replicated in the winning products. We hope their SRFDA accolade helps to grow future sales. End quote. Article by Liz Gallagher. Head plan dropped. North Lanarkshire Council has abandoned plans to combine the headship of Christon High School and Primary School into a single role. The council had considered creating a multi-establishment leadership model, also known as MELM, where a single head teacher would oversee both schools, but this has now been dropped. The MELM scheme was deemed inappropriate due to expected growth in the school roles, which will require two head teachers to be in post. With the SNP taking control of the council following May's elections, leader Jordan Linden had announced his intention to end the MELM trial scheme ahead of Thursday's full council meeting, where this was confirmed. Instead, head teachers will be appointed at each school. From the opinion section, let's talk. Today's letters page. Please send your letters via email to kirkyherald at gnscotland.co.uk and write letters in the subject field. Millions of new prefabs are answer and Boris should be shown door. Sir, the reason I finally decided that Boris Johnson should go was his budget, which has more to do with bunting labour and appeasing his core voters than solving the cost of living crisis. His new ploy of enabling benefit claimants to buy their social housing is still avoiding the biggest cause of the cost of living crisis, the cost of a decent home. How can a benefit claimant afford a mortgage and who will fund the subsidised price? We need millions of cheap, well-built, flat-packed council houses like the prefabs of the 1950s in estates that are safe, family-friendly neighbourhoods. But I can't see our leaders having the imagination, drive, empathy or ability to make this happen. Yours, etc., Alan Sutherland, address supplied. The currently fine detail is the first thing we need to know all about. Sir, a nationalist leading Scottish newspaper asserts that the first we get the job of breaking up the UK done with a successful referendum and only then can we settle that fine detail of the currency. This kind of thinking, it could not be called reasoning, defies belief. Surely, the fine detail of a currency plan to the last decimal point, is exactly what must be known before anyone with even the minimum of intelligence takes a gigantic leap of faith that could lead to disaster for them and their families on a possibly unimaginable scale. Yours etc. Alexander Mackay, by email. Our historic castles have been left to crumble. Sir, for years the SNP has relied hugely upon its Scottish history to promote its brand. It speaks volumes, therefore, to find that this current Scottish government is prepared to let many historic Scottish castles and buildings terminally crumble through a lack of funding, yet wants to spend more than £20 million on a referendum for which we have yet to glean any concrete facts. The SNP Lages has extended to saving jobs in the Clyde too at a huge cost to the public purse and was insisted upon by the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon as essential to save our history of Scottish shipbuilding for the nation. 
Why not our ancient heritage also? Or is this huge and ongoing spending on shipbuilding actually to cover up NSP bu- SNP bushes? Yours etc. Gerald Edwards. Address supplied. When we shelled out for petrol and shillings, Sir, amidst all the anger and despair at rising petrol prices, I'm reminded that when I first had a military motorcycle in 1956, the petrol price was 5 shillings per gallon, or one hour's work on average salary. Today's price of about £9 per gallon equates to about 42 minutes of average salary. Of course, far fewer people are owned or have needed personal vehicles in those far harder times. Yours, etc. A. McCormick. By email. US levels of oversight needed for Boris and Cole. Sir, we may sneer at the Americans for being stupid about guns and electing a man like Donald Trump who tried to overturn a valid election result and encourage a violent attack on the Capitol, but at least there is a full-scale, bipartisan, well-resourced Congressional Committee that has investigated the insurrection of January 6, 2021. They are projecting their findings on major television networks, showing film, witness testimony, and the process will go on for weeks. It is slickly done and should influence voters, even if Trump does not land in jail. There has not been much of the committee proceedings broadcast in UK national media, despite it being totally riveting. In the UK, however, the Prime Minister can, in my opinion, lie in plain sight and mislead Parliament, yet all the investigations by civil servants, police or judiciary, can apparently be delayed and ultimately influenced by the Prime Minister or his hinge persons. Yours etc. Crawford Mackey. By email. And that was Let's Talk. This week's letters page from the Kirk and Tillich and Bishop Briggs Herald. Awards to celebrate community efforts. Report by Julie Curry. The 2022 Surf Awards, which celebrate best practice in community regeneration, have been launched by the Scottish Government. The world's oldest surviving music hall in Glasgow, the Britannia Panopticon, was called into service for the announcement. Attended by 50 guests, including presentations from Surf Sponsor, Museums Gallery Scotland, and the Scottish Government Regeneration Unit, which formally announced the awards open for applications. The awards are delivered each year by SURF, a regeneration forum with over 300 cross-sector member organisations across Scotland, in partnership with the Scottish Government. Their purpose is to celebrate and share the achievements of initiatives that address physical, social and economic challenges in communities across Scotland. This year's five themes include supporting youth employability, creative regeneration, community-led regeneration, improving Scotland's places and housing, and regeneration. Applications close on Monday, September the 5th, after which a shortlist will be decided, followed by visits and assessments. The winners of the 2022 awards will be announced at a celebratory dinner event on December the 8th. Community Wealth Minister Tom Arthur said, As we celebrate the 24th year of the Surf Awards, they remain a vital platform for recognising successful community regeneration. The awards showcase the wonderful work undertaken by communities and local partners to make a real difference to people's lives. We're working with SURF to share knowledge of what works in the community regeneration and highlight the role that it has to improve the economic, social and environmental well-being of communities.
Brian MacDonald, Surf Chairman, said, The Surf Awards represent a way in which communities across Scotland can examine their journey and achievements over the past year to be recognised for their work. I hope communities will consider their own achievements and enter the awards. For an application form and more details, visit www.surf.scot/surf-awards. And that report was by Julie Curry. A mental health crisis for Scotland. Long treatment delays for neurological conditions are having a profound impact and causing a mental health crisis in Scotland. Research by the Neurological Alliance of Scotland found that 37% of adults and 38% of children waited more than a year to get a diagnosis. Most people with a neurological condition are unable to access the mental well-being support they need, according to the findings, while patients said they were often not provided with information about their condition. The report, together for the 1 in 6 findings from the My Neuro Survey in Scotland, found that access to specialist nurses is very difficult, while experiences vary between health boards. The Alliance has concluded that urgent action must be taken to deliver care seamlessly between different parts of the health system in Scotland, address the mental health crisis and better understand the prevalence of neurological conditions. An estimated 1 million people in Scotland live with a neurological condition like cerebral palsy, stroke, dementia and epilepsy. There are an estimated 600 different conditions, many of which are rare and complex. Alice Struthers, Neurological Alliance of Scotland Programme Director, said, Action must be taken to deliver care seamlessly between different parts of the health system, address the mental health crisis and better understand the prevalence of neurological conditions so that we can create a real and positive change. A petition has been launched at https colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash back the one in six calling on ministers to take action. Report lays bare nursing staffing levels. The number of unfilled registered nurse posts in the NHS Scotland continues to grow increasing pressure on already overworked and exhausted nursing staff. Latest statistics on the nursing workforce published this week show that 9.5% of registered nurse posts in Scotland were vacant at March the 31st, a record high. It equates to 4,605 registered posts unfilled, compared to 4,500 at the end of 2021. The overall number of vacant nursing and midwifery posts in is 6,209, up from 4,495 in 2021, an increase of over 38% in 12 months. Of these vacancies, more than 1,550 have been vacant for three months or longer, a rate that has been rising steadily since the end of 2020. This is evidence of the increasing pressure on the supply of nurses and midwives to fill these gaps. Non-COVID sickness happens in the, work, in the whole NHS workforce has also increased to 5.7%, up from 4.7% in 2021. The increased rate in sickness absence adds to the overall number of staff missing from NHS workforce, increasing the pressure on the whole service. Colin Pullman, RCN Scotland's Interim Director, said, These statistics make very difficult reading for nursing staff all across Scotland who have more than proven their worth in the past two years. They deserve more than to turn up to work 
and expect, be expected to deal with significantly increased demand with fewer nursing staff. NHS boards are having to spend more on bank and agency staff to try to fill the gaps. This is even more evidence, if more was needed, for why the RCN is calling for the Scottish Government to take action to address the challenges facing the workforce. Walk this way to £5 million fund. A multi-million pound grant fund has opened to support people across Scotland to travel in more active and sustainable ways. Community, public and third sector organisations can now apply to the Smarter Choices, Smarter Places Open Fund, which has £5 million worth of grants available this year alone, double the amount available previously. Now in its fifth year, the fund has already awarded over £9.3 million to hundreds of projects across Scotland that aim to get people out of their cars to walk, wheel or cycle for short journeys or use public or sustainable travel for longer trips. The launch of this year's grant fund was welcomed by Scotland Active Travel Minister Patrick Harvey, MSP. He said, I'm delighted we have been able to double this year's open fund to £5 million, reflecting both the popularity of the fund and the effectiveness of giving community groups the flexibility to draw down funding and spend as they see fit to deliver initiatives that provide the best value for money in the communities they serve. Managed by National Walking Charity Paths for All and supported by Transport Scotland since its launch in 2018, the Smarter Choices, Smarter Places Open Fund has supported charities, colleges and universities, social enterprises, third sector organisations, community groups and health and social care partnerships to realise their active travel ambitions. It's funded dozens of new active travel jobs and has boosted hundreds of initiatives, funding everything from information apps to active travel hubs. Kevin Lafferty, Paths for All CEO, said, We are thrilled to be able to offer £5 million in grants this year to support more people to travel in ways that benefit their health and well-being and helps protect our environment too. It's been incredible to see what has been achieved so far, and we are looking forward to seeing more projects coming forward with new and creative ways to make walking, wheeling, cycling and public transport the natural choice when getting from A to B. For more information, or to apply for a grant of between £5,000 and £50,000, visit www.pathsforall.org.uk forward slash open dash fund. District News Churches Springfield Cambridge Church Morning worship on Sunday, June the 19th, will be led by Reverend Ian Taylor and Assistant Minister Rev Edson Duque de Castro at 11am in the sanctuary. The Sunday School join us for the beginning of the service before continuing with our own activities in the Springfield Hall. The creche will be happy to look after your child, birth three years, in room two. Morning worship has also been live streamed at the Springfield Cambridge Church YouTube channel. A link to this can be found on the Springfield Church Cambridge Church website www.springfieldcambridge.org.uk and Facebook page where up-to-date information about events and church organisations can also be found. Tea and coffee is available after the service in the Cameron Hall. Come along and enjoy the fellowship. There will be a vestry hour on Wednesday, June the 15th from 10am to 11am. There will be a short weekly service of worship in the Springfield Chapel on Wednesday, June the 15th from 11.10am to 11.30am. 
June Digitally, the edition of The Record, our church magazine, is now available online. The Glasgow City Wind Orchestra is holding a concert in the church on Friday, June the 24th at 7.30pm. Tickets are available at the door, £10 adults, £6 concessions. Kirk and Tiller Church of God The usual Sunday Good News service at Regent Hall, Regent Street, remains cancelled for the time being. We are still continuing our Zoom services on Sunday evenings at 6.30pm. The speaker this Sunday will be Alex Brown. A warm invitation to everyone who is able to join us on Zoom. Access details for the stream can be obtained by emailing hello at regenthall.org. Coffee Corner is now closed for the summer and will reopen in September. For up-to-date and further information on our services, visit our website on www.regenthall.org. The Bible says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Isaiah 55 verse 6 Home Church, Lammermary Road, Kirkintilloch, Glasgow, G66 2AB Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. John 15 verse 5 Sunday, 9.30am, Communion 10am, Prayer Time 10.30am, Fellowship, Tea and Coffee Available 11am, Worship Service in Children's Church, followed by Tea and Coffee Many buses leave home church at 6.30pm for the church service at Renfield Centre, Bass Street, Glasgow, at 7pm. All welcome. Thursday. An Alpha course runs on Thursdays in Glasgow at 7.30pm in Renfield Church Centre. Friday. Home church youth meet at 6.30pm to 9pm to explore the Bible. One church, home church, five locations, Kirkintilloch, Glasgow, North Coast, Northern Ireland, Stornoway and online. A church for all ages. Wednesday, study groups, 6.15pm to 7.15pm for parents and children. Digging deeper Bible study, discussion groups for adults and young people, all at 7.30pm to 9pm. See Facebook and Instagram for up-to-date information. St James Church, Hilton Road, Bishop Briggs, Rector Reverend Canon Paul Watson, 0141-230-4080. On Saturday, June the 18th, dads and toddlers will be taking place, place in the church hall from 10.45am. All dads and toddlers are very welcome to come along. Bacon rolls will be provided for the dads. On Sunday, June the 19th, there will be a Sunday club at 10.30am. The church is now open for socially distanced services. Face masks are personal choice. There is a communion service at 11am on Thursday in the chapel and on Sunday, June the 19th, there are services at 9am and at 10.30am. Everyone is welcome to come along to any of these services. Do stay on for tea or coffee and fellowship afterwards. The meditation labyrinth is still available in the car park for a mindful walk around. There are also other virtual services and groups. For up-to-date and further information, refer to our social media, Facebook, St James the Less Bishop Briggs, 
Website www.stjamesbishopbriggs.org.uk St David's Memorial Park Church At St David's Memorial Park Church, our morning service on June the 19th will be at our usual time of 10.30am and will be led by our Church of Scotland reader, John Nicholson. During our morning worship, school-aged children will have the opportunity to go through our halls for their own time of fun and learning with jam. All are welcome to attend our service. There are some COVID measures still in place. However, the wearing of face masks is not mandatory at this time. We look forward to welcoming you to the church. Our Tuesday lunchtime services have now resumed and take place each Tuesday from 12 noon to 12.30pm. Our next service will be on June 21st. All are welcome to attend. St Mary's Parish Church The service on Sunday, June the 19th, will begin at 11am, as usual, and will be taken by the Reverend Dr Ruth Morrison. This service will be our annual recognition service, where we celebrate and thank all the young people who have made such a contribution to the life of the church over the past year. This will be the last meeting of the Young Church this session, but from the first Sunday in July, the Sunday Club will run during the service. There will be games and activities for young people between 11am and 12 noon. The result of the ballot concerning the nominations for which charities the church will support for the next three years will be announced on Sunday, June the 19th. Lindsay Old Parish Sunday morning services at 11am, read by Reverend Louise McClements. Thursday club meets on June the 16th at 2pm in the church hall. Enjoy tea and coffee and home baking followed by a game of Scrabble, Dominoes, Rummy Cub or Uno. All welcome. Come and sing, Lindsay, our dementia singing group, is on Tuesday, June the 21st at 1.15pm to 2.45pm in the church hall. St Columba's Hillhead Church St Columba's and Hillhead Churches have now been united to form St Columba's Hillhead Church with services, groups and activities continuing at both sites. Do join us for our Sunday morning service at St Columbus at a new earlier time of 10am or at Hillhead at 11.30am. Tea, coffee and juice will be served after the service at St Columbus and before the service at Hillhead. You are also most welcome to our midweek service held at St Columbus at 10am on a Wednesday. We'd be really glad to have you come join with us. If you can't come to a service in person, you can still connect with us by live stream from St Columbus via www.kirkintillochstcolumbus.org.uk or by searching for St Columbus Kirkintilloch on YouTube. We also have a full programme of events during the week. Please see www.kirkintillochstcolumbus.org.uk for more details. Colston Wellpark Church Come along to our morning service this Sunday, starting at 11am, led by Reverend Leslie Grieve. Tea and coffee served after the morning service. The Colston Art Club is now closed for the summer season and will recommence later this year in late August 2022. The food bank remains open every Monday and Friday from 2pm till 4pm and sincere thanks to all those who support this worthwhile cause. As expected, all organisations slash groups will be closed or closing for the summer season and hopefully by the end of August 
we will be getting back to normal. Follow our church services on Facebook at Colston Park Parish Church and if you require further information on any of our church activities, please contact Leslie Grieve on 07813-255-052 Milton of Campsie Church Time to pray is at 7.15pm to 7.55pm on Wednesday. You are aid, Ukrainian refugees aid. Welcome packs are now ready for a family coming to live in Milton of Campsie. See the you are aid donation box in the church. We're also exploring other ways of helping. If you'd like to be involved, contact Phyllis on 07582 713 Our 500,000 steps in May challenge for Christian aid is now over. More than £2,000 has been raised by Father John, Margaret, Phil and Phil, as well as over half a million steps have been clocked. Thanks for all the sponsorship. The Just Giving page will close at the end of June. Our house collection envelopes have totaled over £3,000, so huge thanks to all the collectors and all the givers. Go Mad Planning is now underway. We meet in the Eric Liddell on Wednesdays from 8pm till 9pm. Please join us. We need help with Muslim crafts and Moon's emo-related prayer journey. Please see Phyllis for, for more info. 07583-713-463 Scripture Union Camp, led by Julie, our minister, will be held this year at Given Park during the first week of the school holidays. It's for Primary 6, Primary 7 and Secondary 1. An opportunity not to be missed and generously subsidised by the church. Contact Julie for more info or text Phyllis on 07582 713 463. Go Mad takes place in Milton of Campsie from July the 31st to August the 11th. Look out for more details. Kim, your parish church. We look forward to the return of Reverend Morris, Dutch, to lead us in our Sunday morning service beginning at 11am. This will be followed by prize giving for our junior church. A time of fellowship, teas and coffees will follow in the hall. Seating restrictions and the need to wear masks while at worship have finally been removed. However, for those who would still prefer to be socially spaced, we are reserving the pews on the right hand side. The wearing of masks will leave to personal choice throughout the sanctuary. The service will be live streamed on YouTube and can be found by searching for Kemier Bishop Briggs. Details of all our groups that are currently running may be found on website kemier-church.co.uk To find us on Facebook, just search for Kemier Parish Church. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group or receive the Bible studies from ABC, then email us at kemierchurch at icloud.com Lindsay Union Parish Church Sunday worship on June 19 will be led by Rev. Dan Carmichael at 11am in the church. A live stream of the service is available on YouTube via our website. Sunday chat is at 12.30pm on Zoom. Face coverings are now no longer required in church services, though face coverings should continue to be worn in two area, the two areas where one metre social distancing remains. The Meeting Place Coffee Shop is open on Wednesdays 10am until 11.30am in the New Hall. Meet your friends and enjoy a chat over a cup of tea or coffee. 
everyone from the very young to the young at heart is welcome to join us where we also have a good selection of greetings cards and second hand books for sale. The coffee pot is open on Fridays 10am until 11.30am in the new hall for teas, coffee and chat. Lindsay, Church of Scotland Joint Summer Services July 3rd, 10th and 17th at Lindsay Old Parish Church led by Reverend Louise McClemens and July the 24th, 31st and August the 7th at Lindsay Union Parish Church led by Reverend Dan Carmichael. All services start at 11am. Join in the praise in the park. Kirkintilloch and Lindsay Churches together are hosting Praise in the Park on Sunday, June the 19th. This joyful event starts at 7pm in Peel Park, Kirkintilloch. Do come and join us for some community singing of well-known hymns, ably accompanied by members of Kirkintilloch Kelvin Brass. Refreshments will be served afterwards in St Ninian's Church Hall. Bring your own seat or blanket. All very welcome. Let us hope for fine weather. For more information about St Columbus Church of Scotland, visit www.kirkintilloughstcolumbus.org.uk and for details about Lindsay Churches, visit www.lindsayunion.org Animals In celebration of the nation's cats, Royal Mail Cat Stamps Royal Mail has launched the perfect new set of eight stamps featuring beautiful images of cats doing what they do best. The image shows cats grooming, stalking, playing, sleeping, staring, being on alert, being curious and stretching. Cats shown in the stamps are Siamese, Tabby, Ginger Cat, British Shorthair, Maine Coon, Black and White Cat, Bengal and a Tabby in White. The cats include a mix of pedigree breeds and moggies representing some of the most popular owned cats in the UK. Each is then shown in the stamps in characteristic behaviour. Royal Mayor worked with author and animal expert Tamsin Pickerel, author of The Grace of the Cat and Illustrated History, on the stamp issue. It is thought that cats were first domesticated around 10,000 years ago in the Middle East. This coincided with the establishment of settlements and farming and the subsequent rise of the rodent. The earliest evidence of the human-cat relationship is a grave in Cyprus of an adult human and a kitten carefully placed together, thought to date from around 9,500 years ago. The Middle Ages in Europe was a dark period for the cat. As Christianity rose, their links to pagan religions and misplaced associations with magic and witchcraft saw them being systematically culled. Unsurprisingly, there was a simultaneously a huge increase in rat-borne plagues, culminating in the Black Death, which is thought to have killed up to 60% of Europe's population. By the time of the inaugural cat shows in London's Crystal Palace in 1871, there were Russian Blues, Abyssinians, Persians, Siamese and Angoras in the country, alongside British Shorthair and Manx. The show proved a great success and was followed closely by the establishment of a number of cat clubs and, finally, in 1910, by the Governing Council of the Cat Fancy, GCCF, which took over as the sole registry for purebred cats in Britain. David Gold, Director of External Affairs and Policy, Royal Mail, said, These beautiful stamps showing cats being cats show why, as a nation, we are besotted with them. 
Their enchanting, independent and quirky ways are perfectly captured in these images that all animal lovers will adore. School Age Grant Families have been urged to check whether they are eligible to apply for the Best Start Grant School age payment as applications open for children old enough to start primary school. This one-off payment of £267.65 is to help at a key stage in a child's life and can be used for anything from a new pair of shoes to books or arts and craft materials. Best Start Grant School age payment is available to families who get universal credit, tax credits or certain benefits with children born between March 1st 2017 and February 28th 2018. Parents who have deferred their child's entry to school from August 2022 to August 2023 or those who are homeschooling should still apply before the 28th of February 2023 or they will lose out on their payment. There is no cap on the number of children in a household who can get this payment. Minister for Social Security Ben McPherson said When a child is due to start school it comes with additional costs and so I would encourage parents and carers to check if you are eligible and, if so, to apply for our Best Start Grant School age payment. Visit mygov.scot slash best start or call 0800-182-2222 to find out more or apply. That's 0800-182-2222. Family Announcements Deaths May Ellis Peacefully at Mavis Bank Care Home on May 30th, 2022 May much-loved mum of Julia, Jill Nana May of Callum, Ellis, Dan and Indaya Great-grandmother of Arlo and Isabella May Funeral service at Springfield Cambridge Church, Bishop Briggs, on Friday, June 17th at 11.45am, thereafter to Glasgow Crematorium for 12.45pm. Hayden, Brenda Joyce. Peacefully at Dumfries and Galloway Royal Infirmary, on Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Brenda Joyce, aged 87 years. Beloved wife of David, mother of John, Susan, Mandy, and loving grandma of Nicola, Andrew, Kieran, Charisse, and Hayden. Funeral service will take place at Rock and Lock Crematorium, Colin Dumfries, on Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, at 11am, to which all friends are respectfully invited to attend. Family flowers only, and at the request of the family, black not to be worn. Donations of desire to Macmillan Cancer Care. Knight Muriel Passed away peacefully after a short illness at Air Hospital on June 2nd, 2022. Surrounded by her family, Muriel, beloved wife of late William, mother of Eric, Shirley and Hazel, and much-loved grandmother to Lorraine, Jennifer and Fiona. Muriel was the heart of the family and will always be remembered and greatly missed. In Memoriam Agnes Dickinson Cherished memories of mum who passed away on June 15th, 
2014. Treasured forever of love and happiness shared together. From the family, kiss, kiss. Planning notices. Eastern Bartonshire Council Public Notices. The Eastern Bartonshire Council, Heaston Road, Kirkintilloch, Temporary Closure, Order 2022. On the 14th of June 2022, the Eastern Bartonshire Council made the above-named order under Section 14 brackets 1 of the Road Traffic Regulation Act 1984, as amended, which makes it unlawful for any person to drive or cause or permit to be driven any motor vehicle, brackets with the exception of emergency service vehicles, vehicles engaged in the works, or those vehicles requiring access to properties adjacent to the closed section of road when it's safe and practical to do so, end brackets, on Haston Road, Kirkintilloch, between its junctions with the A803 Glasgow Road and the Bankview Crescent, by reason of works being executed on or near this road. This order will operate from 9.30 hours on Monday the 27th of June until 1600 hours on Monday the 18th of July 2022. Alternative route. Alternative routes for vehicles by the way of the A803 Glasgow Road, Adamsley Crescent, Adamsley Drive, Haston Road, Kelvin Drive, and Kelvin Way in Kirkintilloch, and these routes will be signposted. SGD, Karen Donnelly, Chief Solicitor and Monitoring Officer, Legal Services, Eastern Bartonshire Council Headquarters, 12 Strathkelvin Place, Kirkintilloch, G66, 1TJ. Eastern Bartonshire Council, Mugduck Country Park Joint Committee and Accounts for Charities where Eastern Bartonshire Council is the sole trustee. Brackets, Eastern Bartonshire Council Charitable Trusts. End brackets. Accounts for the period of the 1st of April 2021 to the 31st of March 2022. Notice is hereby given under Regulation 9, brackets 1, of the local Authority Accounts, brackets, Scotland, Regulations 2014 modified under the Coronavirus, brackets, Scotland Act 2020, that copies of the unaudited accounts of Eastern Bartonshire Council, Mugduck Country Park Joint Committee and Eastern Bartonshire Council Charitable Trusts for the period of the 1st of April 2021 to the 31st of March 2022 will be available for public inspection at the website www.eastonbartonshire.gov.uk on Friday 1st of July 2022. Under the 2014 regulations, any person interested may inspect a copy of the abstracts of the accounts to be audited, all books, deeds, contracts, bills, vouchers and receipts related thereto. However, under paragraph 9 brackets 1 brackets B brackets 4 of Schedule 6 of the 2020 Act, the Council is declaring that this is no longer effective or appropriate due to action taken in order to control the incidence or transmission of coronavirus. 
However, the Council will endeavour to provide such information electronically where it can, and, where this is not possible, physical when it can. Any person interested may object to the accounts or to any part of those accounts, no later than 21st of July 2022, by sending their objection by email together with a statement on the grounds thereof to the auditor, Audit Scotland, for the attention of Fiona Mitchell Knight, FCA, brackets Audit Director, at F Mitchell hyphen Knight. That's K-N-I-G-H-T at audit-scotland.gov.uk And objections in relation to the accounts of Mugduck Country Park and Eastern Bartonshire Council's charitable trusts should be marked for the attention of Peter Lindsay, CPFA, brackets Senior Audit Manager, at P. Lindsay, that's P-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at audit-scotland.gov.uk and sending a copy of that objection and statement to Eastern Bartonshire Council for the attention of Jamie Robertson, Chief Financial Officer, by email to services at eastonbarton.gov.uk. The auditor shall, if requested by the person objecting, the authority or by any officer of the authority who may be concerned, afford to that person or authority or officer, as the case may be, an opportunity of appearing before and being heard by the auditor with respect to that objection, and any such person or officer may so appear and be heard either personally or by a representative. Provision is also made in the 2020 Act, brackets, Schedule 6, paragraph 8-2, for the Council to postpone the publication of its audited accounts. The Council is therefore making use of this provisions and giving notice of the delay. The audited accounts will be published as soon as reasonably practical, and no later than 30th of August 2021. Those who wish to view annual accounts should make the request by telephone on 0300-123-4510 or by email to customerservices at eastonbarton.gov.uk. Alternatively, you can view the accounts of Eastern Bartonshire Council, Mugduck Country Park Joint Committee and Eastern Bartonshire Council Charitable Trust on the Council's website www.eastonbarton.gov.uk from Friday the 1st of July 2022. Eastern Bartonshire Health and Social Care Partnership brackets HSCP Accounts for the period of the 1st of August 2021 to the 31st of March 2022. Notice is hereby given under Regulation 9 brackets 1 of the Local Authority Accounts Scotland Regulations 2014 modified under the Coronavirus Scotland Act 2020 that copies of the unaudited accounts of Eastern Bartonshire's Health and Social Care Partnership HSCP for the period of the 1st of April 2021 
to the 31st of March 2022 will be available for public inspection at the website www.eastonbarton.gov.uk forward slash health hyphen and hyphen social hyphen care forward slash health hyphen and hyphen social hyphen care hyphen services forward slash east hyphen dunbartonshire hyphen health hyphen and hyphen social care from Friday the 1st of July 2022. Under the 2014 regulations, any person interested may inspect a copy of the abstracts on the accounts to be audited. All books, deeds, contracts, bills, vouchers and receipts related thereto. However, under paragraph 9 brackets 1, B4 of Schedule 6 of the 2020 Act, the HSCP is declaring that this is no longer effective or appropriate due to action taken in order to control the instance or transmission of coronavirus. However, the HSCP will endeavour to provide any information electronically where it can, and where this is not possible, physically where it can. Any person interested may object to the accounts or to any part of those accounts, no later than 21st of July 2022, by sending their objection by email, together with a statement on the grounds thereof, to the auditor, Audit Scotland, for the attention of Fiona Mitchell Knight, FCA, Audit Director, at F Mitchell, that's F M I T C H. E double L hyphen night, which is K N I G H T at audit hyphen Scotland dot gov dot UK. The auditor shall, if requested by the person objecting, the authority or any officer of the authority who may be concerned, afford to that person or authority or officer as the case may be an opportunity appearing before and being heard by the auditor with respect to that objection, and any such person or officer may so appear and be heard either personally or by a representative. Provision is also made in the 2020 Act, brackets Schedule 6, paragraph 8.2 of the HSCP to postpone the publication of its audited accounts. The HSCP is therefore making use of this provisions and giving notice of the delay. The audited accounts will be published as soon as reasonably practical and no later than the 31st of October 2022. Those who wish to view the annual accounts should make their request by email to jean,campbell2 at ggc.scot.com nhs.uk. Alternatively, you can view the accounts of Eastern Barnshire Health and Social Care Partnership at the HSCP's website, www.eastonbarton.gov.uk forward slash health hyphen and hyphen social hyphen care forward slash health hyphen and hyphen social hyphen care hyphen services forward slash East hyphen Dumbartonshire hyphen health hyphen and hyphen social hyphen care. 
and these will be available at www.easternbarton.gov.uk from Friday the 1st of July 2022. Traffic Notices North Lanarkshire Council Sundry Charitable Trusts North Lanarkshire Council Education Endowments North Lanarkshire Integration Joint Board Annual Accounts 2021-2022 Notice is hereby given in the terms of Section 101 brackets 1 of the Local Government Scotland Act 1973 by Regulation 9 brackets 1 of the Local Authority Accounts Scotland Regulations 2014 that an unaudited copy of the accounts of North Lanarkshire Council and the accounts of the Council's Sundry Charitable Trusts and Education Endowments, as well as the North Lanarkshire Integration Bo- Joint Board accounts, for the year ending the 31st of March 2022, will be available to view electronically from Thursday the 30th of June 2022 at the following website www.northlanarkshire.gov.uk The annual account shall be open to inspection free of charge by any person interested between Friday the 1st of July 2022 and Thursday the 21st of July 2022, inclusive. All such persons interested may inspect the unaudited accounts and all books, deeds, contracts, bills, vouchers and receipts relating thereto and make copies of all or any of the accounts and those other documents. This can be done in person during office hours, Monday to Friday, or otherwise requested by email to annualaccounts at northlan.gov.uk. Any person interested may make objections to the accounts or any part thereof, together with a statement of the grounds of complaint to the Council's Auditor, Mr Brian Howarth. Audit Director, Audit Services by email to B. Howarth, that's B-H-O-W-A-R-T-H, at audit-scotland.gov.uk. Brackets North Lanarkshire Council and North Lanarkshire to P. Murray at audit-scotland.gov.uk. That's P-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Education Endowments and Sundry, the officer concerned and to the Chief Executive of North Lanarkshire Council within 21 days of the accounts being first available to public inspection. Any person who makes any such objection has the right to appear before and be heard by the Auditors Audit Scotland, either personally or by a representative, with respect to that objection. The format of any such hearing would be at the choice of the objector, either conducted in person or remotely using appropriate electronic communication. The names and charitable numbers of the Council's educational endowments and sundry trusts are as follows. North Lanarkshire Council Education Endowments SC028079 JC McNaught Poor Children's Holiday Fund SC019426 
Des Murray, Chief Executive, NorthLanarkshire.gov.uk. Tennis Club Celebrates 60. An article by Ian McLean. A special year is in store for members of Bishop Briggs Tennis Club as they celebrate the club's 60th anniversary. Situated in the heart of Bishop Briggs, the club is still strong despite the trials and tribulations sport has suffered over the past two years due to the COVID pandemic. Bishop Briggs Tennis Club is regarded as a friendly, vibrant club with over 120 members and a large junior coaching programme. It has three clay courts, which are open for play from April to October each year, and continues to offer members coaching during the winter months at Hunters Hill Sports Centre. The club was formed in 1962, and has always prided itself on an open, friendly and relaxed attitude. The committee is made up of passionate volunteers who all think tennis is fun, and should be played that way. The senior teams compete in West of Scotland League Cup competitions and there is a growing adult beginners coaching programme, which is led by coach James Thoe. An LTA accredited coach, his aim is to provide fun, useful and effective coaching for all levels and ages at Bishop Briggs. This goal is to grow the coaching programme and help others fall in love with tennis as he has. He tries to make sessions fun, memorable and productive, and has received great feedback from all who have taken part. There is a strong social aspect to the club, with club events such as the annual Charity Shield and the Wimbledon Social. There are also informal gents and ladies social tennis nights once a week. And for those who are competitive with the club in the West of Scotland Tennis Association Doubles League and have two gents teams and two ladies teams. Club president Jackie Martin said, We are incredibly excited to celebrate our 60th anniversary year. Bishop Riggs Tennis Club is a proud local club catering for our community from young children right through to senior leagues and coaching for all ages. We're also looking to welcome new members and for anyone interested please get in touch. For more details visit the club website at www.bishopbriggsstc.com. That article written by Ian McLean. Amy signs up for City Switch. Glasgow City have made their first signing of the summer transfer window by snapping up Scotland international Amy Muir. The defender joins the Petershill-based club from Hibernian, where she has been playing since the summer of 2019, and will wear the number three shirt next season. The 22-year-old has won Scotland cap to her name, when she featured against Northern Ireland in the Pintar Cup, along with numerous appearances at under-19 level. Muir featured for Hibernian in the UEFA Women's Championship League in 2019, and was part of the Leith side squad that met City in the 2019 Scottish Cup final. She said, I'm delighted to have signed with Glasgow City. I'm looking forward to getting started this pre-season with the team and be a part of the continued success 
the club has had both domestically and in the Championship League. Head coach Aileen Gleeson said, quote, I'm delighted that Amy has chosen to join the Glasgow City site. She is an excellent young Scottish player with huge potential and great experience of the Scottish League. Beyond Amy's capabilities as a player, she is a committed, determined character, which are key characteristics we look for in a person. I have no doubt that Amy will enhance her squad as a player and a teammate, and look forward to working with her. End quote. City are looking to rebuild following their first trophyless season for 15 years, after Rangers ended their reign as champions and Celtic beat them in both domestic cup finals. Former MP hands over gift to bowlers. A presentation has been made to Christon Bowling Club by former village MP Tom Clark. Sir Tom, who retired in 2015 after serving as an MP for 33 years, including the Cope Bridge, Christon and Bells Hill constituency from 2007 following a redrawing of boundaries, visited the club to prevent a special set of bowls to club president Kathleen Purdy. The 81-year-old explaining the significance of the bowls and why she decided to donate them to the Christon Club said, quote, Some time ago, as the Shadow Cabinet spokesperson on disability, I was invited to visit Wigan by Kirkintilk-Bourne Ian McCourtney, then MP. I was presented with a beautiful and perfectly crafted set of bowls, manufactured entirely by people with learning difficulties. Although they have been in my living room cabinet for some years, I thought it was time that they were seen by a wider audience. Thanks to the Cope Bridge jeweller, Rodie Cameron, they have been mounted with suitable engravings to explain their backgrounds. Sir Tom said, Christon is an incredibly friendly club. It is now on display on their cabinet, and I can think of no better place. The club held another significant event last weekend when it staged a Jim Kane Memorial Day in honour of a former club Stuart who died last November. A post on the club's Facebook page said, quote, What a turnout we had, and everyone enjoyed the day. The members would like to thank the Kane family for sponsoring the day and making it a memorable day. Sports Digest Read by me, Corey. Football, Rob Roy. Kirkintilloch Rob Roy have added to their squad with the signing of goalkeeper Owen Stott. The former Rossville, Broomhill and Drumchapel United keeper has agreed to terms for the 2022-2023 and will join up with the squad for pre-season. Rabs have also announced a pre-season friendly against Goldsyth Rangers at Duncan's Field on Saturday, July 9th, with kickoff at 2pm. Rossville Rossville have appointed Alex Miller and Kevin Kelly as their new management team. Miller was Broomhill's under-20s manager, while Kelly moves from St. Rocks. Tennis Lumsden Lindsay's Maya Lumsden continued her return to the ITF tennis circuit in Spain last week. The 24-year-old, who was out of the game for 18 months and feared for her future in the sport as she battled long COVID, 
went down 6-37-6 to Canada's Catherine Sebov in the first round of the W25 Madrid tournament. It was her third W25 outing of the year after playing in two tournaments in Nottingham last month. This week, Lumsden, who has seen her world ranking drop from 250 to 700, is back in Britain taking part in the W100 Il Clay tournament. She was drawn against Brazil's Gabriela C in the first round. Tigers Speedway Glasgow Tigers suffered mixed fortunes in their SGB Championship doubleheader with Scunthorpe Scorpions. Tigers went down to a 50-40 defeat at Scunthorpe on Friday, but bounced back with a 59-31 win at Ashfield on Sunday. Thank you for listening to this week's Curfantil Herald podcast. Brought to you by Cued Review, print speaking to the blind. If you have any feedback, you're welcome to call us on 0141 772 3976. If you enjoyed this recording, feel free to subscribe to our channel.